0: Hello and welcome to another episode of No Such Thing as a Fish, a weekly podcast coming to you from the QI offices in Covent Garden. My name is Dan Schreiber. I'm sitting with James Harkin, Andy Murray, Ann Miller, and a special guest today is Victoria Corrin-Mitchell. Who joins us because our three elves have been on Only Connect Battling it out in the big competition They've got their quarterfinal match coming up this Monday, the 23rd of February And so we thought we'd get Victoria in to
1: To reveal how little she knows (laughs) The the elves' possible exit from the series I understand, don't worry It cuts both ways You can laugh at what I don't know
0: Yeah, okay. So, uh, once again, we have gathered round with our four favourite facts from the last seven days, and in no particular order, here we go, starting with Victoria.
1: My fact is that the actor Charles Hawtrey hoarded bedsteads in his house, thinking that one day he would make his fortune from them. (laughs) That's so
0: good. So, okay, uh, Charles Hawtrey, massive British comedy actor... Carry-on films, that was a big thing for him.
1: Charles Audrey was particularly known for the carry-on films. I don't know if he ever did anything else. He had a very particular acting style. Let's just say it was good news for him that the carry-on films came along. Even (laughs) though he was wonderful, an extremely talented, very funny man, I don't know if people clamoured to see his Hamlet. He (laughs) He and... Clint Eastwood weren't vying <laughs> for, the, for the same roles, but it, if people have seen the Carry films, yes, he's the, he's the sort of slender, camp fellow in the glasses. Yeah,
2: yeah. I wonder if he thought they were they really expensive bedpoles, Do we think or or what?
3: what
1: how the collection started, yeah. I don't. know. I mean, I like to think maybe he one day accidentally bought two bedsteads <laughs> when he needed one. <laughs> I might as well yeah. start a him. collection now. And he's come up with that. He, I mean, he did like a drink. That is a thing that's known about Charles Hortree. He did. So it's possible that the original bedstead hoarding fortune wheeze was hatched in a moment... Yeah. Not entire so bright. Yeah. That's yes. a possibility. But,
4: but you sober up at some point, don't you? Yeah, yeah but <laughs> I, mean, you, you, well, I don't know if he did ever. No, but um, probably
0: he sobered up thought, what am I doing with all these? I better have a drink and work out how I'm going to get rid of them. All. <laughs> and then he gets drunk again and thinks, this is fantastic. Look at this collection. I need more. No, Maybe that's it, what it was. Or
5: it's a brilliant idea. so like, I've got some money. I'll buy a drink. No, I'll buy a bedstead. It's an investment for the future and I can look at it in my house. <laughs> Maybe that was and like every time, every there's time, there's time I want to
2: have a drink, I yeah. won't. I'll buy a bedstead. That was instead, his yeah. AA meeting plan. yeah was a long time ago. He was supposed to be quite miserly, wasn't he, Charles Hawtrey? I read. Uh, apparently he brought sacks of carrots from Yorkshire to Kent because they were cheaper to buy in Yorkshire. And then he would bring them all down south. And what? Oh, not there. to
1: sell, this was for his own personal Just for use. his own,
2: yeah, to eat. And also he kept his money in the Royal Bank of Scotland because he thought that Scots were more likely to look after his cash carefully.
1: That's wow. Nice.
4: Well, had he lived a little longer, he would have been thoroughly disabused <laughs> of <to> that notion. <laughs> what?
1: It's quite a good... I like when miserliness, though. Miserliness is quite a good... Vice, yeah. There's something quite sweet and old-fashioned and yeah. funny about it. Of the things that can be wrong with people. I
4: read a sentence about Charles Hawtrey, which I like so much. Um, he, so the first half isn't fun, but it picks up a lot. Um, from there, he spiralled into reclusion and paranoid fantasies, buying a cottage on the south coast and filling it with brass bedsteads and rent boys, one of whom <laughs> burnt it down after Hawtrey wanted to pay by
1: cheque. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, now that's where... a brass bedsteads are a better investment than for example first folios of Shakespeare because if a rent boy is yeah. going to burn your house as <laughs> <down laughs>
3: yeah. an act of
1: payment revenge it's the, it's the bedsteads that are going to come out unscathed right yeah. it's just going to be ashes
0: everywhere and hundreds of beds <laughs> uh. <laughs> like
1: see in the, <laughs> gleaming in the remains the his, bedsteads his checkbook
4: yeah. stub must have been amazing because you have a little stub don't you to write what you've been spending the money on oh, yeah. so you know yeah,
1: the so, end so end it of the just
2: month. went bedstead bedstead <laughs> red boy <laughs> <Bad> bedstead <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, he was quite macho though Charles there's nothing I read about him I don't know very much about him at all. I was just a big fan of him in the films, but that he used to get drunk and play cards on set, and that does make you think of sort of Oliver Reed yes. or Robert yeah. Mitchum or something. When you think of yeah. a, like a drunken, gambling, card-playing actor. You don't think of Charles Hawtrey, do you? Think <laughs> no. of him sort of sorting out his kind of butterfly collection. Yeah. <laughs> but no, so I wonder if the you know the, his Carry On persona was just completely fabricated.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay, some stuff on collections and, yeah. and things like that. There's a guy called Chevalier Jackson who collects things that he retrieves from people's throats. Is um, <laughs> he a surgeon? Actually, he's dead now. He's an old surgeon. Okay. And so he has nails and bolts and um, binoculars and a medallion that says, Carry me for good luck.
0: Sorry, binoculars? Yeah,
2: <laughs> like miniature. Ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, think, <laughs> They'd have like, to be mini, masses, wouldn't they? Or...
1: Why have you all got old oh, miniature? Oh, yes. we <laughs> 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 you're, like, you're always swallowing. Why would yeah. you?
4: <laughs> Actually, I've never seen a set of binoculars so small that I've thought to myself, I could swallow that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think point. you get ones that you can fold up as well, can't you? Yes. Uh...
1: I don't know. Fold (laughs) up and tuck in your cheek. (laughs) (laughs) What was that thing
2: about cheeks and hamsters that you found? Oh,
5: um, the ham. So they x-rayed a hamster while it was eating, so they stuffed their food into these pouches. Their pouches go all the way back to their hips. What? When they shove the food in, they just shove it and shove it, and the hamster pouch goes all the way back to their hips. Yeah, they're greedy things. That's extraordinary. Like where their legs
1: are. Yeah, I yeah I, That's I, where I, I assume they'd be, but I, I think all yeah, like mammals
4: have hip bones. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wh- have whales else. have hip bones, yeah. which I th- I'm not sure if we mentioned on this podcast. No, I don't think we have. Well, whale, whales have got hip bones, yeah. and
2: also sometimes they'll grow legs like a oh, kind yeah. of a vestigial yeah. vestigial leg from the side of the body. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Was whale. it
5: whales who? Yeah, so we knew they came on land at some point. We yeah. didn't like it. And went back to the sea. Yeah, <laughs> so I, really I, can't, like I
2: still that. can't they get relates. my head around that. I don't. And then we're like, nah. Um, so this guy's Chevalier Jackson, um, he says that parents who feed peanuts to children without molars should be hung, drawn, and quartered. Uh, he's very, you know, very serious about not putting things down children's throats. Basically, he says people could, should chew their milk. Yeah. By their which milk. he means, yeah, you put it in your mouth and you swish it around so saliva can get around it, and then you could drink it do do many people well I I suppose he would know would people Uh, you wouldn't choke on milk I don't think if it's off milk you might Yeah, he refused to cheer on his football team as he thought it would damage his larynx and he only ever ate postage stamp sized sandwiches for lunch how many did he have? Oh, one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one sandwich. Were well, they huge stamps that he had? <laughs> the Novelty, memory. the commemorative one. It was a tiny slice of bread with a single lettuce leaf in between. <laughs> There's another guy, a librarian called Graham Barker. He has the um, world record for collecting belly button fluff. How hotly contested is this record?
3: <laughs> <laughs> to
4: I don't imagine there are many submissions every year. Well, it's true. He, Does he turn up and defend his title?
2: <laughs> well, he's people? been doing it for 26 years, so if you want to start now, it'll be a long time before it, you catch up.
1: Is it all his own?
2: It's all his own.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's oh, his because, own. I mean, uh, I reckon you could beat the record pretty quickly with a door-to-door round. Wow. Yeah,
4: true. you could. Um, you could do a Kickstarter for it, couldn't yeah. you? So
3: this
2: guy Graham Barker, who says he is not obsessive, vows to continue <laughs> until he is no longer capable.
3: You have this shop, <laughs> he says he harvests
2: it every night and places it in a clay pot. Harvests, because normally harvests provide nice things like grain.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> an annual harvest festival. <laughs> People sing celebratory songs.
4: I think probably the, late, the new thing to collect is data about yourself. That's oh, the. Yeah. It's a huge trend, isn't it? People have charts. Uh, you know, you can wear smart watches and things that measure your blood flow and your energy and your calories and your
2: expenditure. Your and every Yeah, your steps. Everything can be just laid out so neatly. It's hard to imagine thing. anyone wanting to buy that off you in the future, though. That's
4: Google. Yeah.
3: yeah. But good.
4: maybe that'll be, instead of the collected letters, it'll be the collected glucose expenditure of P.G. Woodhouse or whatever <laughs> that we'll see <laughs> in shops. Um, do you know the last thing Charles Autry did? No. Oh, yeah. He... He threw, oh, you know. he threw a vase at his nurse who asked for an autograph.
1: <laughs> that was his last act.
5: Yeah, but if he's dying, you shouldn't really bother a pro man. Uh, I mean, she said it was an
1: autograph. It, it was an autograph on the bottom of his paper that said, I leave my nurse everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay,
0: time for fact number two. That is James.
2: Okay, my fact this week is that in 1937, you could visit Romford Dog Track and watch Cheetahs Racing. You don't mean
4: people who've been taking dope. No,
2: No, um, this was a guy, an explorer called Kenneth Gandar Dower, who brought um, a dozen cheetahs from Kenya to the UK so that they could watch them race and bet on the outcome.
1: Surely it's difficult to get a cheetah to chase an electric rabbit.
2: Yeah, that was a problem, actually. They did find
0: that was the problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing would be to release... (laughs) Prey. Yes, that would be amazing.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that was a problem. Basically, they weren't really interested in racing. And so it only happened twice, and they just gave it up. Right. Wow!
0: <laughs> the but the amazing dogs, thing yeah. about this fact, which uh, you told me, was that it was at this point that they realized greyhounds weren't the fastest animals. Yeah, in the world. until
2: that, it was thought in Britain at least that greyhounds were the fastest animals in the world. Really? Uh, but then they brought the cheetahs in, and they just shaved so much time off their records that they realized that the cheetahs were faster. Well, the
0: cheetahs they could hit sixty-eight miles an hour. Sorry, they... sixty-five miles an hour, and forty-three <laughs> for the for the greyhounds. I think they can go
2: up to about a hundred kilometers an hour. Uh, and right. it, it was often thought that that was impossible, and maybe it was a myth because it was only one ever um, study that ever mm. proved that. Um, but then they've started putting tracking devices on the on collars on cheetahs in the wild, and yeah. they found that it is true
0: after all. Oh, they were saying as well, and I don't understand this, but they're saying that cheetahs, when they accelerate, they change gears, like the like a car <laughs> changing gears as they're Step running. They suddenly just yeah, yeah, they go into a different stride, a different yeah, a different gate, gate, and yeah. yeah.
5: I just well, love that. Like they if,
0: change gears mid brilliant.
3: Yeah. yeah, It's
5: kind of like a horse like walking. Was well, they walk, then it trots, then it gallops, and it canters. But, like,
3: yeah.
0: very, but so they were saying with greyhounds, it's what they do is they, they then change the number of steps that they take as they're running, and that picks up the speed, whereas greyhounds take exactly the same number of steps, no matter how fast they're going. So the feet just get like oh, crazy fast. They don't right. understand. That like can... a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It but does th- sound
1: incredibly glamorous. And I've been to a few dog tracks. It's not a glamorous night out. <laughs> <on the> <laughs> Cheaters, though. Yeah. That is quite James Bond. Sounds very Vegas. It is. This
2: so This guy, um, Kenneth Gandardau, was quite glamorous himself. Um, he once um, brought a male cheater on a leash into Queen's Club. Whatever Queen's Club is. I don't know what that is. Is
1: that not the tennis club?
2: Uh, oh, yeah. It probably is. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and it was
4: rubbish. It didn't return a single serve. <laughs> <laughs> ball. Yeah.
2: It was very fast, but when it got to the ball, it killed know three what to ball do. boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing is that they couldn't negotiate tight bends, the cheetahs, apparently, like greyhounds can.
4: I read that they just cut the corners <laughs> yeah, ironically, making them cheetahs in the <laughs> race <laughs> and they were marketed as cats v dogs, which is oh, yeah. such a great a idea. idea, idea. You know. Were
1: they racing against greyhounds Yeah. Uh, yeah sometimes
2: so you' oh, have have
4: they were racing five, against each other You have five greyhounds and then one cheetah yeah. and um, so the, the greyhounds I think all chased after the hair yeah. <laughs> and the cheetah did it a couple of times but then it quickly realised this is a mechanical hair yeah there's nothing not in it with the, the greyhounds
0: not freaking out that there was a cheetah <laughs> yeah,
2: next to so them on, on the track, it'd <laughs> be petrifying. But what happened? The cheetah would often kind of just stay at the back and be like, oh, "I'm not really bothered." And then something would catch its eye, and then it would speed up and then go miles faster than the greyhounds. Oh, really? So it'd be like a proper under underdog victory, you know, like mm. in a movie. Mm. Right. It'd be right at the back. And then this
1: would this try. would be this would be the move if you were having this. But if you knew that a race was going to be, you know, five dogs and a cheetah. <laughs> The thing to do is in the car on the way to have a friendly bet with the person you with, saying, listen, I'm, I'm going to take trap seven. I just, I love it. I just, I want <laughs> trap That's seven. My lucky number. <laughs> and if you have the last, the person would be all right because obviously they've got, if they've got six spots yeah. and you've got one, you're in great choice. So you'd have the bet. And then when you got there, and they saw it was a cheetah, they'd feel tricked, and then you'd sell the bet back to them for a huge sum. Oh, yeah. And then the dogs would all race off, and the <laughs> cheetah would go, well, I can't be bothered with it. I mean, that's a win-win. It's what they call yeah. going all green. You're, in your be- you're betting not. and laying at the same time, so every outcome is successful for yeah. you you could definitely negotiate a position where you're winning oh, whatever wow. just because you know there's a cheater yeah. in the race.
5: Um, this is that thing about um, winning both ways. I read about this guy called um, Brian Zembic, who bet his oh, friend... Brian Zembic, Brian yeah. Zimbik, He bet his pal $100,000 that he would get breast implants for a year. And he did it. Oh, but he still has them. This was uh,
1: about eight years ago. But, but this reali- was the moronic thing about... This is what I want to say to Brian Zembic's <laughs> This is exactly the kind of proposition bet you have to never take. Prop bets, which is... You know, on, on certain sort of outcomes that might be under a person's control. You can mm. take a weight loss bet, you know, certain mm. sort of thing. Wh- whether or not someone will get breast implants, he just will get them. guy <laughs> <Yeah. if you> says, <laughs> a <laughs> I bet you, uh, you know, bet me oh. I won't do that. I think this is a ridiculous... because yeah, oh. I think what happened
2: here, basically, is they've paid him to do it, haven't they? Because, like yeah. you say, if you give him enough money, he will do it. And they've just found the price... Well, and you
1: have a lot of that? Yes, I want a better guy, but it's not really a bet. <coughs> James Dempsey, Flushy they call him, he's a very good poker player, mm. but I, I had, as it were, a bet with him that he wouldn't turn up to the World Series of Poker wearing an outfit that I'd selected for him <laughs> from the mall, and he accepted the bet. But things we both knew, I knew, I can't remember what we bet, $500 maybe, I knew he would wear anything yeah. for the money, mm. and he knew that I was happy to pay 500 right. to see him walk into the room dressed in, you know, I just had a fantastic afternoon going around the hall <laughs> with my terrible it? sort of <laughs> glittering hats and I didn't go for something really outlandish like, you know, a costume I went for something that would make him look like a real tosser to <laughs> <bottom line. laughs> so I think it was like a t-shirt with a straight flush on it and <laughs> a kind of, that, that sort of Vegas tourist hat but also, oh, I mean, he great. also had to factor in, you know, it's a $10,000 tournament mm. and he needs to have the, the sort of peace of mind to sit yeah. down dressed like that and have everyone think he's a real idiot and play anyway. But that's a different, because there's prop bets. You know, the, the, the famous ones, the ones are always great, are the sort of the trickster gamblers, like Titanic Thompson and, uh, you know, Amarillo Slim and people who t- tricked people into bets that weren't really what they sounded like. So, right. the famous, for example, Titanic Thompson, once, you know, he bet with a guy, there was a, a watermelon truck was going past, and he'd bet how many, oh, I reckon there's, you know, 40 watermelons on that truck, and the other guy said, you know, 100. But, of course, Thompson had paid the man to drive uh, past at that uh, moment uh, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. watermelons on the truck. Or um, Amarillo Slim had a lot of them. He, he had a bet uh, once, you know, he, he bet a golfer that he could hit a... a the golf ball further than him, and the guy he never met this person. He's like, What kind of idiot is this? And Slim said, yeah, but you know, I'm choosing the golf course, that's fine. Mm. And he and uh, you know, but they chose their own course. So the golfer mm. picked his favorite course, he hit the ball, and then they went to Slim's choice, and it was a frozen lake.
3: Uh, so, of course, uh, he, so he hit the ball,
1: and it sort of skittered for miles, 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 and that kind of thing. That's that, that's rather beautiful, mm. yeah. You know, someone's just been done, they haven't looked at the small print, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, that's enough facts. Let's have an advert.
4: All right. Uh, This is to remind you that today's installment of No Such Thing as a Fish is sponsored by Squarespace, the website building, website builder that makes it very easy to build a website.
2: Uh, They have beautiful templates, 24-7 support and e-commerce, which means your work will speak for itself. Uh, So you can give your story a voice at squarespace.com. And if you use the offer code FISH, you will save 10% off your order. 10%. 10 whole percent. Do
4: we have any facts about 10 yeah. percent? 10% of people are left handed, give or take. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. about right, yeah. yeah. Uh... Well, on with the show, eh? <laughs> <laughs> on that bombshell.
0: Okay. okay. <laughs> Time for fact number three, and that is and Yep.
5: In 2010, the US military built a supercomputer out of 1,760
2: PlayStation 3s. Wow. Very How is that even possible?
5: Uh, it's not okay. it's not possible anymore. They basically got really lucky. So basically, Sony did a um, an upgrade, so you can't mess with PlayStation anymore. They got really
0: lucky. Sorry. They got really what, lucky. What would
5: they? <laughs> they bought the PlayStation They're like, big. I'm just
0: going to do it, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> There's no method to this. It was a land
4: party that got out of hand. <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. No,
5: they, so basically, they wanted to build the supercomputer, and at the time, PlayStation 3s cost four hundred dollars, but the equivalent computing power would be ten thousand dollars each, and they needed obviously one thousand seven hundred sixty. Oh. It's quite a lot. So they got all these PlayStations, wired them up together. And they hacked them, so they're all joined together, and they're running off Linux, which is rather than running okay. on PlayStation games. And then, yeah, it's using the U.S. military; they're using it
1: to track stuff, and it was. I mean, they- it definitely was either that, or. Someone said to that department, I see you've ordered 1,700 PlayStation <laughs> <laughs> 3. <laughs> supercomputer? Super I went, yeah, no, yeah that's because we're making a supercomputer. <laughs> they had to do it, yeah. which
5: would be brilliant. But when they did it, it was the 33rd biggest computer in the world when they completed it. Really? Wow. wow. Really?
2: I saw a list of the 500 fastest supercomputers in the world. Um, and The number one is called Tianhe 2. It's mm. in China. Uh, and that means Milky Way, uh, because it can do as many calculations per second as there are stars in the Milky Way. But the interesting That's thing I sense. thought is it's been number one for four years. Uh-huh. It's, oh. so, it's, it's
5: a lot faster than the one below it as well. It's yeah, like double but processing. you would kind
2: of think that because of Moore's Law or whatever that it would. They would get faster and faster, but this one's been number one for for all stuck. that time. The
5: other thing I love about that list though is that a lot of supercomputers sound like they belong on Gladiators. <laughs> so there's like, I went down. So there's Titan, Vulcan, Lightning, Falcon, Shadow, Crystal, MacMan, Maverick, and Supercomputer System for Statistical Science I. He was
2: a great gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I won't hear a word said <laughs> <head> against him. <laughs> also, yeah. the 192nd most powerful supercomputer is called Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> good. It's a good solid name. <laughs> the famous one's Watson, isn't it? Who won yeah. um, Jeopardy? Um, a few years ago, if you remember that. Um, he obviously doesn't do that anymore. And so he's now making, uh, he's working as a chef, coming up with new dishes. So he takes all of the different, um, menu, all the different dishes and all the different ingredients, and he mixes them <laughs> up and supposedly uses his intelligence to make new dishes. <laughs> I well, bet they're, I bet they're awful. I <laughs> bet they no, they're terrible. How,
1: how, and how does that differ from a seven-year-old?
2: Um, Well, it differs in that it can't do it very well, and a seven-year-old probably can. There was um, an article in New Scientist, and they tried to get some of the um, dishes they had. Uh, One of them, a creme fraiche, had been replaced by a glass of milk, and another one, the tuna bake, had replaced a tuna with a kilo of goose meat.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I put that on a big potato. No
2: one ever wants even a small
4: amount of goose meat <laughs> these days. <laughs>
5: you know? I was watching Watson's actually appearance on Jeopardy, and everyone's like, huh, he makes a gaffe two minutes in because well, Watson repeats the same answer someone else had already given." I was like, "But right. we're still being beaten by a machine." I would let that one slide.
4: Yeah, I, yeah, and they can presumably computers can make a limited number of gaffes At the moment, they can't be involved in a race scandal, and they can't. That's when we'll know we'll have artificial intelligence. Is when the first computer is forced to resign. Yeah. Over an indiscreet late night tweet. <laughs> <That's>, yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I read. A re- I started looking into PlayStation. So, okay, here's a really odd thing I found out. Uh, Grand Theft Auto. I don't know if you guys know it's that made in yeah. yeah. Is it okay? So, Grand Theft Auto 5, officially so far, just up until this point now, is the most successful franchise ever. More Think than of One anything. Direction. What, what One Direction Harry, Harry, Beatles, Potter, Harry Potter, Lego, Lego. Anything. they Grand Theft Auto 5? When they released it on the opening 24 hours, it sold 500 million copies. What? Pou- 500 million pounds worth of copies. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not 500 million <laughs> I'll copies. be one
4: person in 12, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so. Everyone yeah. in the world. Um
0: wow. in 24 hours and that makes it officially the, the biggest franchise. I yeah. saw something great
2: yesterday. You know Playmobil, these little Yeah. these little plastic toys. Um the fastest selling Playmobil of all time came out last week and it was a Martin Luther Playmobil oh. toy.
1: Martin Luther. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? wait, no. Martin Luther, yes, the, the extreme the... Protestant. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Um, it was released
2: think... to mark the 500th anniversary of the publication of 95 Theses on the power and efficacy of indulgences, uh, and they sold 34,000 in 72 hours. I've so got, they, they I've got six, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I love them. Why is Playmobil <laughs> doing <laughs> a celebratory Martin Luther <laughs> centenary doll? No. I mean, do they do a lot of they, historical dolls out. or just someone there abs? Absolutely bloody loved yeah.
4: The new chief executive is a massive <laughs> fan <laughs> of Mars You're and a great, Luca. great nephew. I like the new Farmyard range, but. I'm going to
1: make a million plastic <laughs> Tyndall Bible translations.
0: <laughs> and it's worked. It's amazing. I know. I is saw it? an amazing. There's a movie shop around the corner in Covent Garden, and they have all the kind of, you know, just classic movie merchandise mm-hmm. and toys, a lot of action figures. And there's an Apollo 13 toy there. And Apollo 13 is my favorite movie. And it's a car that appears in the movie. I just thought, who the hell is buying the car? Complete- Apollo <laughs> 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 well, <Yeah. you> 13. <laughs> Completest. Uh,
1: Apollo 13, the one where Tom Hanks goes to space. Yes. Yeah. Is your favourite film. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of <laughs> all the films that were ever made. Wait, yeah. wait, Don't I mean, ask him
4: for his top five because thought- it gets worse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, th- I thought
0: your favourite was Grown Ups 2. Grown Ups <laughs> 2, <laughs> Mean Girls. No, Apollo 13 because I love the story. I just think it's the greatest story. But
1: your favourite <laughs> ever. That's. I remember a poll once coming out about the greatest albums of all time. And number two. Was the white album from the Beatles, and yeah. number one was Stars by Simply Red. And maybe when people vote in these yeah. things, yeah, yeah. you literally have just r- just written down the last album you bought, haven't you? That's yeah. simply... a quick question though. When's the last time you heard
0: Stars by Simply Red? Because that's a fantastic
2: album. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite do... album is just a recording of Martin Luther.
4: Every <laughs> <day>. <laughs> Play
2: it every it is it is maybe they've looked at
4: Lego with the Playmobil thing and they thought cuz Lego have diversified so much into yeah. robots and all these stuff. Hist- <laughs> you can buy a Lego UN building it where you can me. just sort of have meetings in it. That's brilliant. In the 50s there was a Barbie who came with a book which said don't eat on the cover. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I th- I I think it was a Dieting Barbie, or it was a model Barbie. I mean, it was okay, um,
2: supercomputers. supercomputers. Oh, yeah. um, the world's fastest supercomputer, who I mentioned earlier, uses 99% of its volume to... To cool? To keep it cool, correct. Oh. I did and just only... go to
5: the Museum of Computing, so I... Oh, yeah. Is that where you found this fact? Yeah, I went to the National Museum of Computing in Bletchley last weekend, and it was so, so incredible. If everyone's free... Half an hour out of London, it's amazing, and they've got um, Colossus, which they, which actually runs. They let it run, and we watched it go. They've got um, which was all this computer pro- that you could see being programmed. So as it does its, it's um, functions, you see all the different bits lighting up and making whirring noises. They've got this amazing like computer memory from the sixties. It's like whole like crates of memory, and it's worth like twenty bytes. Wow. And it's just yeah, so it was amazing.
4: I always think it's a bit sad the way the first great thing invented in some field is. So rubbish. I I think it's sad. It's like seeing old, old very old buildings, which were the absolute you know they were the best thing in defense and 500 like you years look ago back to your
1: first boyfriend isn't it and you think yeah. it. at the time that so exciting that was yeah. like someone to send me a valentine's card and you go wow but then you look at the later upgrades yeah and how did I yeah
0: <laughs> we had Buzz Aldrin on Museum of Curiosity oh, yeah. and mm. there was this amazing moment where we gave him one of those singing birthday cards mm. and he was you know it was a Wallace and Gromit one And he just opened it and the point that we had for him to hold this and open it was that there was more computing power in that card than there was in the lunar module.
1: You're just trying to make him feel bad about himself. Well, yeah, he,
3: yeah, he, he was pretty pissed off with that. About
0: <laughs> he, <laughs> he, threw he threw the card through. onto the table. He went, "Can this card land on the moon?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. So okay. Hey. I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, well, that, I mean, it can. You just have to put through it. Yeah, but it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, it can land, but not to yeah. make him feel worse, but. <laughs>
5: Um, my other favourite video game fact is that in uh, 2014, a goldfish played Pokemon. What? I'm totally going to train up the office goldfish. So I yeah, I so don't know, know what that sentence means. So no. it, po- Pokemon's a video game where you, do you remember Pokemon like in the 90s? Yes, that like goldfish monsters. didn't play it. No, <laughs> no, it did. It, it did. It, it did. I think it knew what it was doing. They put it in a tank. <laughs> Um, and it had a so If it swam left, the character went left. If it went right, the character went right. Yeah. And um, apparently after the first few hours, it was reported the goldfish had chosen his first Pokemon, a Charmander. He'd named it A-A-A-A-B-B-K and won a fight <laughs> against a Squirtle. <laughs> that doesn't mean it was. it was playing
1: Pokemon. Maybe it knew. It was swimming about. But it's not got and...
5: any hands, so it, can't, it would need some sort of motion detection. That's A-A-A. probably
4: right. Inside its head it was going, damn my lack of hands, I would have chosen a better name <laughs> <Yeah>. than A-A-B-B-K.
0: <laughs>
4: my name is Terence. <laughs> I crave Pokemon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, time for our final fact, and that is Andy.
4: Uh, My fact is that in 1552, a man in England managed to shoot himself to death with a bow and arrow, which I think is a Darwin Award before the fact.
2: How on earth is that even possible?
4: Well, his name was Pert, Henry Pert, and um, he was a gentleman. He lived in Nottinghamshire, and he was trying to fire an arrow straight up in the air. History doesn't record why, unfortunately. (laughs) But he drew the bow to its full extent, and then the arrow lodged. And while he was leaning over to look... It managed to unlodge itself, and he died the next day, unfortunately for him. <gasps> the next day? I mean, he didn't... Yeah, I mean, did an arrow know. in his
5: head for yeah. 24 hours.
4: Yeah, but I just... It's quite an achievement, because obviously with handguns, you know, accidents happen. But with a bow and arrow, you have to be doing it quite badly wrong mm. um, to kill yourself that way. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. Coroners in, in the Middle Ages um, have recorded 56 anti- accidental deaths from people at arch- archery... Who were standing too close to the targets, or who just went and collected
2: (laughs) arrows at the wrong
4: time, which had already been fired.
2: I think it's a bit unfair to say that the people were standing too close to the targets. (laughs) It's more the guy who shot didn't hit the target, (laughs) really. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it depends how bad the archer was, you're right.
4: Do you
0: remember the Olympics? There was an archer who was, like... Very famous celebrity, Gina Davis. <laughs>
1: Gina Davis from so she, and
0: Louise? Yeah, she didn't quite make it into the Olympic team. She placed 24th out of 300 people
3: competing I mean, that's, you know, know I didn't team. quite make it onto the Olympic team. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I
1: think if there's a linking theme to this episode, it's the sort of tragedy of the transience of an actor's life. I mean, you've got Charles Hawtrey hoarding... The bedsteads. Gina Davis hmm. desperately trying and failing to make the Olympic archery team. I mean, and even do, even you... the
5: supercomputer is branched out into cookery.
2: Yeah, that's true. You do realize this isn't only Connect, we're not looking for a link between all of <laughs> them. <laughs> you have definitely <laughs> even say they're going, What the hell <laughs>
1: <next>? <laughs> I have, we're onto the fourth thing. I'm just, I want to go <laughs> next. Still one point available.
2: So, some um, mortality things. There was a um, Greek philosopher called Philatus of Cos, uh, who studied erroneous word usage so intensely that he wasted away and starved to death. We,
4: but we all do know somebody like that. You know. <laughs> yeah,
3: you can't leave till you get the sentence right.
2: Somebody who's such a
4: pedant. They why would are you know at me, a, Andy? <laughs> you know, Captain Panino.
5: Okay, James won't let us say panini because it's a plural. you would say one panino.
4: If you order a panini, he will make you eat two of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's
5: are also
1: fat. Oh, you would say you order a panini? A panino.
4: I would say I would I mean, you
1: say no, I no 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 I'm sorry you can't say a panini that's a <laughs>
3: okay all right <laughs> finally someone who agrees I, think I
5: asked about four years yes. no no
3: Oh, it thank
1: you not so plural to you. Would you say, can I have
4: a Pinino? I do. James does. Oh, I you think see, he no.
1: I would be trapped between not wanting to be grammatically incorrect and not wanting to sound like a wanker. So <laughs> I, I think. I'd have to find some middle ground. Yeah. See, this is the kind
4: of argument we have today. James is wasting away at the moment because I we're having a row. <laughs> I,
2: I yeah. found some stats in Australia. Um, contact with a hot water tap is more deadly than a venomous spider in Australia. Mm-hmm. What?
1: No, yeah, again, poor, I'm, gonna, sorry. I'm sorry. But if you're a man that will go into a sandwich shop and say, "I want a panino," I'm going to point out to you that it isn't. Okay. It, more people might die as a result, but that doesn't make the hot water tap more
3: deadly than the poison. You must fire. have seen oh, the, okay. the okay. latest
4: series of "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here," where they have to be yeah. locked in a cage with a hot water tap. <laughs> no, it's,
3: it's
0: the big series back home. Australia's worst taps.
3: Most <laughs> dangerous
0: tap this week. He's taken out six men. It's, yeah. It's... Wait. So, what, so they they would scold them to the point of death. Or yeah.
2: Like, Basically that. Wow. Yeah, being scalded to death. Is it only Australia? <laughs> Australia is the only place I have <laughs> figures from.
0: I've not heard this. This isn't like a cultural thing that I was no. told at school. No, I think it's that's... more like
5: people, it's, that people think like bugs and things and sharks are really deadly, but actually the amount of people they kill. Yeah, that's pure, it, basically. Might who like to kill very,
2: very few people die of venomous um, spiders in Australia because they have antivenom. Yeah,
0: better. but I mean, isn't there a difference between a kill and stupidity, as in, like, the taps not trying to kill... Like and That's a good point, actually.
2: Yeah. In the Middle Ages, they would have put the tap on trial as a deodam. As a witch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah as a satanic object. As if as it a, kills a, someone. What was the word you said? A deodam. What's, what's that? So it's like they would have trials in the Middle Ages if, so, like, a bow of a tree had fallen on someone, they would mm. put the bow of the tree on trial and
3: yeah. Um, so, I found a brilliant one On the uh, QI talk
5: boards That between 1658 And 1663 There were four deaths Recorded in the parish Of Lamplu in Cumbria For um, the cause of death Frightened to death By fairies, fairies.
4: That is fairies. That's an inexperienced coroner Who wants to cover <laughs> Cover
2: his back Basically yeah. Well they've changed The rules now That you can't die Of natural causes In can't the UK you? So they have to put Something down On your death certificate Fairies, used to. Yeah, just, yeah, just put the In the throat <laughs> <laughs> Something This is
4: quite a nice thing Um the first ever funeral flowers were thirteen thousand years ago, which I find oh, wow. fascinating. So how do we know that? Well, they found Stone Age graves. There's a Mediterranean uh, culture called the Natufians. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. Twenty Natufians listening, <laughs> <laughs> but they built the first cemeteries. So before that, we there were only scattered bodies uh, which had been buried. But they were the first people who, where we found a hundred bodies in the same place. So we mm-hmm. think that's a cemetery. And archaeologists have found I think are remains of flower beds, um, which would have been around and underneath the bodies as well. So I th- that's the earliest evidence we have for the use of flowers in a, mm. a, a funeral ritual, if you like. Which I think is amazing. I think that's rather nice, actually. Um, and they were the first people who had a feast. The first ever feast was the Natufians. Hmm. And it consisted of 71 turtles. No, sorry. 71 tortoises.
0: I, when I was a kid, they so in Hong Kong they used to tell us that you would, it would be vertical burials. Okay. There's space. Have you guys heard of that? Does that make I sense? have
2: heard of that, yeah. Um, a lot of
4: people live in cemeteries in Cairo. Living
2: as
0: in, in Cairo.
4: they live in cemeteries. Because okay. there's such a housing problem that thousands upon thousands of people. And they ha- the city has these enormous cemeteries.
0: It's where. I, I, that always blows. Like, when we found out there's, there's this thing about 30 million people in China live in caves. Mm. Like they, they're just housed in caves. And when you hear that, I just always think. I thought. I kinda of thought I just knew where everyone was.
3: You know, <laughs> just... everyone.
0: And then you discover there's just all these people living in these extreme locations. I that's a big number for a cemetery. Yeah. yeah How that's... many people do you expect there to be living well, in the cemetery? Well, just none. I just saw that <laughs> I mean the fact itself was already a starting part. Twelve. Twelve. Well, Does that
1: work immediately? <laughs> yes, yeah, he's about the right number.
2: Actually, there is a fact um, about—is it Brookwood Cemetery just outside London? If all the bodies came back to life and became zombies, the population would be higher than Southampton.
4: Really? Yeah. Because
2: so many people.
1: Really gone a long way to come up with that fact. I'm sorry, it was me, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Panino. I mean, given the unlikelihood of all of the bodies coming to life, and here's my favourite fact about Southampton. Southampton once, and I think this was in. Sometime in the 80s or early 90s, Southampton came second in a poll of the most boring towns in Britain. Oh, yeah. What was brilliant about that is it wasn't even interesting enough <laughs> to get it. I mean, whatever one, there's something remarkable <laughs> about that place. Yeah, Southampton's so, so boring, it's not even <laughs> the most boring.
3: That's brilliant.
0: Okay, that's it. That's all of our facts. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with any of us, you can find us on Twitter. I'm on at Schreiberland and...
1: At Miller underscore and... Andy.
4: At Andrew Hunter M. James. At Eggshaped.
0: And
1: Victoria at Victoria Corrin which isn't even my name anymore but it was, the new one is too long to change. Can so. you put
0: just a, an M at the
1: end? I put a name in my tweeting name. I mean listen you all talked about supercomputers and I pretended to know what they are and I don't. You probably can change your Twitter <laughs> name but I don't know how.
0: So. Okay. Um, if you want to hear all of our previous episodes you can head to fish.com. they're all there there's about 48 of them and we'll be back again next week with another episode. Thanks for listening See so
3: you then Goodbye. <laughs>